Hello and welcome to the Addicted Austinite, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. In this week's episode, we are continuing our look at Sense and Sensibility, and we're going to be looking at the culture of romance and courtship in Georgian Britain. Sense and Sensibility really is the novel that dives into courtship rituals during this time, more so than any other of Jane's novels. Uh, This is mostly done through Marianne and her relationship with Mr Willoughby, but you also see it with Eleanor and Edward Ferrers, and also Colonel Brandon as well, even before he's starting to court Marianne. So marriage was a very important thing for Georgian Britons, mostly because of power and the influence that a good match could provide. But that's not to say that Georgians weren't romantic. It's just that courtship and dating was slightly more structured than we have it today. The biggest difference, really, uh, is that unlike today, Georgian courtship was usually done with an audience. Couples weren't allowed to be on their own. Uh, They always had to have a chaperone if they were going for a walk or even just talking together in in the sitting room. And added to that, a lot of courtship and introductions were actually made at a ball. Balls were designed to show off the women, you know, to show how beautiful they were and to hopefully attract future husbands. So any man trying to catch a woman's attention all the other way around they are constantly aware that they are being watched their every move is being scrutinized by the people around them and that audience was there primarily because of a fear of an unsuitable match it's really the same today in the same way that your parents will interrogate any girlfriend or boyfriend that you bring home they just want what's best for you and they want to make sure that the partner that you choose to be with the rest of your life is good for you. Of course, for the Georgians, it wasn't just whether they were kind and polite and if whether you shared any interests, but also uh, the, the money and the power that they could bring to the relationship as well. And this first rule of constant surveillance of courting couples is the first major courtship rule that is broken by Marianne and Mr Willoughby in Sense and Sensibility. They spend a lot of time on their own and they even go so far as to have carriage rides together wherein they are driving so fast that the others can't keep up with them and nobody is there to keep an eye on them. Of course Marianne doesn't see a problem with this, she thinks it's wonderful, she enjoys Mr Willoughby's attention, but of course to the people around her this is rather scandalous behaviour and rumours are going to start to fly that they are doing inappropriate things because they are so determined to be alone and not to be watched. And of course this is crucial because they're not engaged, which means that anything that Willoughby does with Marianne has the potential to ruin her and she won't be able to get married in the future. This fear of ruination was prevalent for a lot of women in the Georgian era. You even see it again in Jane's novels um, in Pride and Prejudice when the deer runs away with Mr Wickham. Everybody is shocked that he is never going to actually marry her and that it's actually going to ruin the entire family, not just Lydia's reputation. 
And for a lot of Georgian parents, it would seem that the fear of elopement was as big as the fear of ruination, that they were actually linked together. Elopements were a terrible thing during this time. It shows that the bride and groom had no care about their family, their customs, uh, about society in general. So it was a real fear. And this is why having an audience to a courtship, having those, those chaperones and making sure that the couple aren't alone together is just so important. And why it is that it's so scandalous that Marianne and Mr Willoughby are ignoring that custom in Sense and Sensibility. And that isn't the only courtship custom that causes problems in Sense and Sensibility. Besides Marianne's lack of interest in proper behaviour, love tokens cause a lot of commotion and heartbreak in the novel. In the 17 and 1800s, love tokens were a big thing. These were the days before you could snap a pic with your friends or follow your crush on Facebook. So having a physical representation and reminder of them was really important. And while it wasn't uncommon for people to have these tokens as a reminder of their family members, they were usually used between lovers. And that is the capacity in which they are used in sense and sensibility. So there are a number of items that you could use as a love token. Things like flowers, padlocks, silhouettes, miniatures, locks of hair, and for the Welsh, uh, delicately carved spoons. But mostly, the, the main love tokens that people used were the locks of hair and the painted miniatures. The miniatures were tiny oil paintings of your loved one that could fit inside a locket so that you could always carry them with you. They were very popular uh, and were used by family and by lovers as well. These are the most common love tokens that you can still find today, though usually the oil painting has been replaced by a photograph. In short, they were a simple, easy way to have a constant reminder of your loved ones. The lock of hair, however, was a much more difficult thing to navigate. There were strict rules about who could be given the hair and what they could do with it after it had been given. And it's these locks of hair that cause a commotion in Sense and Sensibility. So on the face of it, the Georgian rules about giving a lock of hair away are pretty simple. It works out that it's your hair, it's your business, give it to whoever you want to. However, there were a lot of implications that came with giving somebody a lock of your hair. The expectation was that the person you give the hair to is going to set it into a locket or into a ring. And this was a problem because... By social rules, the only person that was allowed to do that with a lock of hair was the fiancé of the person that had given it to them. And this is why Eleanor ends up surprised in Sense and Sensibility when she finds out that Marianne and Mr Willoughby were never engaged because she saw her sister giving the man a lock of hair. But it's an entirely different lock of hair that causes Eleanor the most heartache. And this is a lock of hair that Edward Ferris carries on his ring. Now, <clears throat> when they first meet, Edward Ferris is rather 
flirtatious with Eleanor, uh, by Regency standards at any rate. Um, <laughs> and she notices that he has a ring with a lock of hair on it when he when she meets him later in the novel. And the hair is actually quite a close shade to Eleanor's own hair. And she starts to wonder if he'd taken a piece of her hair without her knowing uh, and that he definitely had romantic designs on her so she starts to get excited bless her it is an exciting thing to think that somebody loves you so much that they snuck a cutting of your hair away and put it in a ring to carry with them forever but as it turns out it isn't Eleanor's hair that is in that ring and it instead belongs to Lucy Steele um, who is Edward Ferrer's fiancée and Edward Ferrer's relationship with Lucy Steele brings up another Georgian courtship rule that could cause a lot of trouble for couples. Now, it is clear that Ed Edward Ferrer does not love Lucy Steele anymore, and he is definitely head over heels in love with Eleanor. But he and Lucy Steele are engaged, and he feels morally obligated to go through with the marriage. But not only is he morally obligated to do that, He's actually legally obligated to do that as well because of something called a breach of promise. If a man proposed to a woman and then never married her, that woman could then sue the man for a breach of promise because he didn't do what he was promising when he proposed to her. They took these things very, very seriously. A woman did have the opportunity to call off an engagement. Um, usually it was better for a woman to be seen as the one breaking it off because it would do a lot of damage to their reputation to be the one that was dumped by somebody else. But of course, Lucy Steele knows that she's in a good situation, so she's not going to to do that at all. She's not going to break off her engagement with Edward Ferrers, though she does in the end when she realises that he isn't going to have a lot of money. And Edward Ferrers can't just go along with a court case for a breach of promise because he's a second son and a clergyman and he doesn't have that kind of money either. The final aspect of courtship culture that is looked at in Sense and Sensibility revolves around Colonel Brandon, but not in relation to his courtship of Marianne, but rather the relationship that he had with the woman before he went off to India, before he even knew Marianne existed. And this courtship idea is that marriages were primarily for power and status rather than for love. Colonel Brandon falls in love with a woman. He loves her dearly and wants to be with her, but he is a second son. So it is his brother, his elder brother, that actually marries this girl in the end. He doesn't love her, she doesn't love him, she loves Brand Colonel Brandon instead, Colonel Brandon loves her, but because of her, his brother's status as the first child, it's more important for her to marry him than it would be to marry Colonel Brandon. And that relationship leads to a child, and then that leads to Mr Willoughby breaking even more courtship rules later on when he is with this girl and he leaves her. So on the face of it, it looks like Georgian courtship is very different to the kind of dating rituals we have these days. But 
underneath it all, Georgians felt exactly the same as we do today. Um, there were crushes uh, and people would rather marry for love than for power. But there were just so many rules that society imposed on people that deviation from these rules was considered very, very scandalous and could cause a lot of problems. And really, that's the main theme of Sense and Sensibility. It is all about these courtship rituals and what will happen when people don't pay attention to them anymore. It comes back to this idea of Jane using her heroines to portray the new woman that is emerging in British society. And in this case, it's a woman that perhaps doesn't stick to the courtship rules quite as closely as they have in the past. So that about wraps it up for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, give it a like, share it, all those things that you're supposed to do uh, with podcasts. Uh, join me next week when we're going to actually look at the plot of Sense and Sensibility. We're going to go through that in a bit more detail. So if you haven't read it or at least watched the Ang Lee film version with Emma Thompson in, I suggest that you go and do that this week uh, before I post next week's episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening and as ever, happy reading. Your faithful servant, the author.